Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Welcome back to Paper Route. This is day four, I believe, streaming live on YouTube. Yes, Ashley Nicole Moss, uh, she invested a lot of money into her education to be a sports journalist, potentially political science, um, going on CNN, and now she's on YouTube. So I know mom and dad is at home watching. Your daughter is awesome, and hopefully she's making you proud. I know growing up, her saying, I'm gonna be a YouTuber, mom and dad, I know you guys are like, what the hell are you talking about? Why wouldn't you go to CNN? Why wouldn't you go doing to one of these other networks? But she's a YouTuber. My name is Brandon Marshall, and I played in the NFL for 13 years, and I'm a YouTuber now. But Ashley, we have a lot today. We right? do. We have... Stop calling me a YouTuber. You're a YouTuber. I'm not a YouTuber. <laughs> you're a YouTuber. Stop calling me that. Corey and Corey, our, 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 our young gun producer, you're Corey a YouTuber. In Corey in the cut. Yep, yep. Corey in the cut. AKA mm-hmm. the third Curry brother. The third Curry brother, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll so, go with it. We'll so go. listen, uh, you had KD last night. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys watch? Of course I, I watched. Did. I okay. did, yeah. We did you had, watch? I, I watched. I watched. There's so much going on. You got Lamar Jackson in the news again. You have... Um, to me, uh, a story that's not around Nikola Jokic and the MVP, but a story around J.J. Redick and Kendrick Perkins. I love what's happening there. I love the banter. Yeah. And I think it's deeper than than what we're thinking. I think it's more than entertainment, but we'll dive into that later. We also have Fact in, Factor Foolish coming back up, so a bunch of things there. Dame Lillard, the scoring title. You got you know some Patrick Mahomes. Uh, banter you got some more football banter but first Corey what we're doing what are we doing let me get right before Ashley's mom uh, texts in the show and correct us (laughs) all right so look we're actually going to start with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson saga right it continues but actually headed in the right direction right so according to Andrew Dixon of the score app the Baltimore Ravens general manager uh, Eric DaCosta said he's optimistic that they'll get a deal done before the March 7th deadline Right, that'll be the last day in which they can franchise tag Lamar Jackson. So yesterday, uh, while speaking to the media at the Combine, DaCosta acknowledged that living in a world without a quarterback is just not a good world to live in. And then actually, uh, head coach Jim Harbaugh added uh, that he's thought, and I quote, as little as possible about a future without Lamar Jackson. Right, but um, you know, the general manager he also um, you know, added too that that he admitted that the team will have to improve at wide receiver. Right, so. Um, that's where I, really where I want to start, guys, right? Like, regardless of what happens with Lamar Jackson, what will the Ravens need to do to become contenders? Because it's, look, I mean, 
Lamar Jackson, he don't have that much help, right? So, I mean, again, if, if Lamar Jackson stays there, all right, well, cool. Like, what are the Ravens, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. even with Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Mm, great question. Why are you over there sleeping, falling asleep? I'm not sleeping. I was making that sound where it's like, ugh, like, the Ravens were, since we use uh, relationship analogies on this show, I'm going to dive into one right now. We're going to kick love things, my, we're gonna kick things off with a relationship analogy. <laughs> the Ravens are like that guy that you date and is constantly doing things to, like mess up. Right. And he'll keep he's like, baby, I'll change. I'm going to get it together. I'm going to do better. And you keep giving him an opportunity to show that like he can change. But he just keeps doing the same thing. The Ravens keep saying the same things. I can't imagine life without a quarterback. And Lamar Jackson's our guy. And we're going to have a deal done by this date. And it's when is it actually going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, when are you actually going to change? Whether you when are you actually going to make sure that your words and your actions meet? We are very much aware that you cannot win in the NFL without a franchise quarterback. We are very much aware that Lamar Jackson is your guy. Are you aware of that? Because the way that you guys have been maneuvering makes me feel like you think that you can replace him. You think that you don't need him. You think that life can exist without him, and you're wrong. So while all this chit-chat and the – Rigamaroo, as the word is. Oh, let's stop this. Listen, listen, it it sounds good, but I think I and I think most fans and probably Lamar and his camp are tired of hearing these accolades, tired of hearing people say, yes, Lamar's our guy. We're going to have a deal done by this date. It all sounds good, but now is time to showcase that. You mean it with action. And until right. you do, nothing else that you say matters. So so, so the question was, what do they need to win a Super Bowl? So what I hear They need you a saying, quarterback. So that's what I hear you saying. They Point need Lamar here. Jackson. Let's start there. Okay, let me, well, and, let me, um, and other things. Let's right. make that very clear because people are going to say, you can't just win with a quarterback. Yes, I no, know no, no, that. No, but but they, you need, that is your first piece. And right. they're in the combine right now yep. talking about drafting this person and this position and that position. They're literally putting the carriage before the horse. Right. That sounds great, but what is what use is a great wide receiver or an offensive line or a corner when you don't have a quarterback right, right. to go ahead and, that's what they and just put said. points on the board? You're doing right. it in reverse. It doesn't make any sense. I don't and, get it. And, and, and that's exactly what they just said. So let me peel back the layers a little bit more, right? Okay. So Tom Monken. Tom Monken spent the last three years uh, at the University of Georgia. They won back-to-back uh, national championships. You can say this offense was uh, efficient. This offense uh, presented itself as a a, a pro offense, a pro style. Because in college now, what they're doing is they're teaching these quarterbacks to drop back, read one side of the field. If this one guy do this, this is what you do, okay? If he does that, then you throw it here. Mm -hmm. It's simple football. That's why a lot of these guys are struggling. So I bring up Tom Monken because Tom Monken, and Lamar Jackson, if they want to win a title, which that was your your, your question, uh, Corey, right? Mm. That chemistry and continuity needs to be amazing, mm-hmm. right? And it's hard. We just saw Russell Wilson and you had Nathaniel Hackett come together <clears throat> and implode in year one. This story that an offensive coordinator and a quarterback can come together and, and just put up 30 points a game is ridiculous because we look at like a Tom Brady. Remember, the first 12 weeks when Tom Brady got to Tampa Bay with uh, Bruce Arians, they struggled. They were a mess. They looked terrible. And then they figured it out probably right around week 12, week 13, they start running the ball. And, of course, they play phenomenal defense all year. So it starts there. That's the first thing. Tom Monken and Lamar Jackson, they need to get this deal done. 
and they need to get together right away. But don't forget, Lamar had nothing to do with this hire. Mm-hmm. Usually when you're a franchise quarterback, you're the one that's sitting in that room interviewing these these offense coordinators as well. We've already we've already been shown right. multiple times that the Ravens don't value right. Lamar Jackson the way that they should. So that is not surprising to me. Right. And the second thing, Ashley, is health. Because mm-hmm. the Baltimore Ravens, they're not far off. They've been a content. This is a really good organization. It's mm-hmm. a well-run organization with Ozzy put in place through his entire tenure, and obviously he stepped away two years ago, but he's still there running the show from a, a, a higher standpoint. This is a really good organization. They contend every year. This is a dangerous yes. team. So all they need, sign Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson and Tom Monken built this offense in a way that fits him, that fits the guys around them, and, and, and figure out what they're trying to do. Marcus Peters, Kyle Fuller, those are two corners that they need to be healthy and come back and play at a high level. If they do that, the Baltimore Ravens can find themselves in the Super Bowl. And the last thing, Ashley, they need to do something. The Baltimore Ravens need to do something they have never done before, okay? And that's pay a wide receiver. The Baltimore Ravens, you've you've never paid a wide receiver. Oh, well, Brandon, you got Steve Smith. We had Steve Smith. Steve Smith was done. Love Steve Smith. He's a Hall of Famer, but he was done. Well, Brandon, don't you don't remember the, the run with Joe Flacco and Anquan Bolden? No, he got him at the end of his career. He came in and ball, put up some Pro Bowl years, but he was done, and you got him for $8 million a year when the market was at 13, 14 for top flight wide receivers. The Baltimore Ravens, their philosophy is defense, run the ball, don't pay wide receivers. There's a couple of guys out there that I like, Ashley. I like D Hop. And I'm going to tell you why I like these guys in particular. I like D-Hop in this situation. And some people say, well, does D-Hop like this situation? I don't know. But if I'm D-Hop, I'm, I'm looking at this saying this is where I want to go. OBJ. OBJ, I love him in this situation. Well, Brandon, OBJ's coming off of back-to-back injuries. Can OBJ get his career back on track? Let's talk about it later. Jarvis Landry. I love Jarvis Landry in this situation. And I also love uh, uh, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, oh my goodness, the last two years was horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, but I love that. So they need to go out there and they need to invest a shit ton of money in the wide receiver position. Why do I like D-Hop, Ashley? Because you're getting older, right? And me, and D-Hop is one of my favorite wide receivers. And I, and, I, and, I, and I would say in the right situation, we'll probably be talking about him next year as top three wide receiver again. He's mm-hmm. that good, he's dynamic, he's special. But when you get older, right, you want help. You want to go on the other side. You want to run a game that's going to be able to create, you know, uh, better matchups for you outside. Because if they're not running the ball, then they can now double you. They can now play cover two. I want one-on-ones. You're going to get a one-on-one matchup if you have Lamar Jackson. And D-Hop, now he goes from averaging 12 yards a catch to 15, 16 yards a catch. So I like D-Hop in that situation if Lamar can utilize him the right way and if Tom Monken can utilize someone like that. I like OBJ as well. Why do I like OBJ in, this, in, in a situation? It's the same thing. What Lamar Jackson this team need to win a title is a wide receiver that can go out there and make a couple big plays a game. That's it. That's what they need. And you get that there. And why did I say Jarvis Landry? Brandon, why are you talking about these older cats and these aging cats? This team is ready to go right now. I need the leadership. I need guys to understand situational football. You got Jarvis Landry. When Jarvis was here two years ago, I said, bro, here's the top three teams that I think you should go to. You had the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys, and you had the Baltimore Ravens. Why? Because I went to pro football focus and said, yo, break down where the, the top teams throwing it to the slot. 
that's what he does well. Mm -hmm. Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, they love throwing to the slot and the tight end. That's a good spot for him. And Kenny Galladay is one of those wide receivers that you can put out there, and he can average 16, 17 yards a catch. He can make big plays, but something needs to happen there. So that's what I think should happen um, if the Baltimore Ravens want to see themselves in the Super Bowl again. Like I said, that all sounds fantastic. I don't care if they want Jesus to be their wide receiver. Pay your quarterback first. Like, all of this all of this sounds great. It sounds fantastic, this name, that name. But I think that it's almost an insult for them to be at the combine talking about all these other positions that are necessary for them to win when the most pivotal part of their offense, they keep dangling the carrot in front of and then moving the goalpost, dangling the carrot and then yep. moving the goalpost. It's been a ridiculous back and forth. And, you know, Lamar is everybody that I've ever spoken to about Lamar Jackson only ever has good things to say about him. They say he's likable. They've never seen a team react to somebody, you know, as quickly as the Ravens reacted to him when he got there. I mean, all the list goes on and on. You've never heard a bad thing about him. So it is an insult to have all of those qualities in a quarterback, not to mention his skill set. And I know people say, oh, he's injury prone or, oh, he only has one playoff win. There's a lot of factors into that. Like, let's not act that like the quarterback's out there playing against a defense by himself. But it's an insult to talk about all these other positions to go ahead and make this team great when that most pivotal point or part, rather, that most pivotal piece is the piece that you keep trying to go ahead and screw over it comes across like you cannot franchising Lamar Jackson yep. is not the answer pay him and That's then right. worry about well, every well, other Ashley, piece Ashley, of you your offense you can't Baltimore Ravens you can't franchise well let me not say that because I can't speak for a guy like that I can't speak for him but franchising me, ta franchise tagging Lamar Jackson is not going to work well you know for what Baltimore we Ravens. He from Pompano, Florida. Like, you know from Pompano, Florida, Kodak. Listen, from, from from Pompano, Florida. He ain't just from Newport Beach. It's okay, a like, if you go out there, it's principle. It's principle. You know, you, that's a good point look, though. It's principle also because had this been maybe had this gone differently, and. Maybe it didn't take as long and the franchise tag was something that they ended up doing. Maybe Lamar would be more open to it. But now that ship has sailed right. because now it's been too much time to make things right and do things right by your quarterback that if you franchise tag him, now it's a slap in my face right. because I've already told you that I want to be here, that I want to be here for the long term, that I deserve this money. You're seeing what Watson's getting. You're seeing what this quarterback's getting. If I'm Lamar, I'm not saying I want to be uh, here. If I'm Lamar I'm Jackson, what I'm saying. He said I know, it in the past. I know, but if, he I'm said Lamar, it in the past. if I'm Lamar Jackson, what I'm saying right now is I want my money. No, and he and, should. And I, Run Miami me my money. Miami Dolphins, give me my money. Run me my uh, money. Atlanta Falcons, give me my money. Y'all need a quarterback. Give me my money. There's a lot of quarter. They said it. They said it. But anyways, like we can. If I'm we Lamar's can, can mom, I'm in those. Day. If I'm Lamar's Listen, mom, I'm in those meetings. Our like numbers this. are crazy right now, uh, Ashley. Really? Our numbers are crazy. Yeah, about, about six months from now, we'll have twenty thousand people watching. But you know what? Pull up this you stream. have to be responsible with what you have. We have one hundred and seventy-nine people watching right now, and we want to say thank you to all one hundred and seventy-nine of you guys. You got Lo-Fi Island. Thank you guys so much for tuning tuning in. Leon Holloway. Thank you for tuning in. Oku. Y'all need to put y'all real names in here mm -hmm. in this chat. Bishop uh, uh, Beckwith. 
thank you so much. Ronnie Harris, way to F up your NFL dream. Who? Who are you talking to, Ronnie? <laughs> but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Super excited about uh, this platform. Super excited about Ashley and I going back and forth every day. This is a uh, this is a first. Me and Ashley kind of agreeing on, on, on anything. I mean, we can't even agree. If, if we want to go to lunch, we can't even agree where we want to go to lunch, let alone sports. She's texting me. I know I got to throw it to you. I'm gonna hey, throw real it to you. quick, no, 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 Lamar's no. mom, if you need backup in these meetings, I got you, girl. You got 194 people I got you, girl. Room. If Lamar's mama needs some backup in these meetings, I got you, sis. Mm-hmm. No, but listen, uh, Ashley, she's such a, oh, my goodness. I ain't going to tell you what I, what, what I want to say and what I texted her last night, but she's texting me about the Nets and the uh, Oh, yeah, I screenshotted that uh, <laughs> halftime score. We put up 81 <laughs> points on them boys at the half. It was Jeez. sensational. All right, go ahead, Corey. What we got next? All right, let's move to the NBA, right? So former NBA player and sports analyst uh, Kendrick Perkins posted a video to his social media Tuesday claiming that the criteria for the MVP has changed, right? With many considering Jokic the front runner right now, Perkins has really stood on his claim that Joel Embiid is indeed the front runner, right? So let's actually take a listen to the clip that we have. I need to know, is it Uchiwali or is it one Mike? I need to know when it comes down to the criteria and moving the goalposts for the MVPs because I understand you're in the analytics. I understand you're a historian of the game of basketball. But I went and did a little research myself. And since 1990, there's only been three MVPs that wasn't top 10 in scoring that won that award. Dirk Nowinski, Steve Nash, and Jokic. Now, what all, what do they have in common? I let it sit there and marinate. I'm just trying to see, you know what I'm saying, when I'm walking into the club, do I need my J's on or is it a dress code? Do I need to put another pair, you know, a church shoes or some red bottoms? Or I need to know, is it Uchiwale or is it one mic? Like, what's the criteria when moving the goalposts for certain players to win the MVP? I need to know. Because it seems like the goalposts move every single time when we want to, push it out there, this particular player that we want to win the MVP, because we all know in 2006 when Kobe was averaging 31, when he the Lakers were the seventh seed and the roster that he had uh, uh, compared to Steve Nash, and Steve Nash won his second consecutive MVP in 2006, was he really supposed to win that? Was he really supposed to outdo Kobe that year? I'm just trying to figure it out, bro. I'm trying to I'm trying to get an understanding what's the criteria and why the goalposts move for certain players. Is it Uchiwali or is it one Mike? Carry on. All right, guys. Did Kendrick Perkins have a point here? Ooh, this is big. This is deep. How you feel, Ashley? I mean, okay. Can you make a case for Joel Embiid? Sure. <laughs> But to say that he is the clear front runner over Jokic is kind of egregious. I mean, Jokic is doing things that only a handful, he's on the verge of three-peating an MVP that only Chamberlain, Bird, and Bill Russell have ever done. Mm. Like, you can't ignore that. I mean, his true shooting percentage is almost 70%, and he's averaging 25 points a game on a usage of less than 30%. So for people who don't really understand what that means, his the points on the board that he is going ahead and putting up for the Denver Nuggets on the regular is drastically more than the amount of time that he's on the court. So it's so it it's so 
He's so efficient. And yes, I'm not taking away from Embiid, and some can make an argument that maybe Embiid deserved the MVP last season. I, I can listen to that argument, but for me, yeah, I think Embiid had a great second half of the season, but the MVP is a full season award. It's a right. full regular season award. But, 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 but and also, I don't think you can take away from what Jokic is doing. But, but also, you know, sitting down with Chris Bouchard and Nick Wright when I was on FS1 a couple years ago and listened to some of these guys that, that talk basketball all the time, just like you are as well. You're you're one of those experts. I put you in that. I put you in that category, Ashley. Um, but it's also a scoring award. It's also, um, you know, is your team winning award? So I think it's more than just who's efficient, who's not efficient. But if you go back in time, which Kendrick will park, Kendrick park, Kendrick Perkins, Perkins. <laughs> excuse me, Kendrick Perkins uh, uh, talked about, it's like, yo, there's only been a few guys to win an award that wasn't dominating when it came to points. So when you look at Joel Embiid, he's, he's sitting at number two with 33, averaging 33 points a game. But right? he's below Jokic in every other category. But it, it, listen, but it, but but here's the thing, though, with, with this whole Joel Embiid thing is, if you go back three years ago, he could have won it then, but it goes back to your point, and your point was it's a, a full-season award. If he played 10 to 15 more games, he would have won He would have won MVP that year. But he year. didn't. He dominated that year. Last year, you said it. He could have won it last year. And then this year, you, you're, what you're saying is, Oh, well, this guy, because he's efficient in all the other categories, he, he should be he should be the MVP. Just like in the NFL. I, I hear what you're saying. The NFL MVP award is a quarterback so, uh, award. That's what it is. Whoever plays the best at the quarterback position is going to win the MVP. They need to change the title. They need to change the title when it comes to the NBA MV, MVP as well to the scoring title. That's what it is. That's what it is. Look at the numbers. Okay. The numbers don't lie. That's all I'm saying. But I don't like this moving goalpost that we do for the MVP award. And I've critiqued this before because we've seen this when Steph Curry and the Warriors were at the ninth seed in the in the in the West rather, and he was putting up crazy numbers. Right. He was holding down the fort single-handedly by himself. He was the only reason that team didn't completely crumble and was just completely out of any possibility of play-in contention. But the MVP award has always gone to the most valuable player on a winning team. You can't move the goalposts just He's because... Winning. Hold MVP on. Is winning. Hold on. And 21. Oh, you can't move 30. the goalposts just because, you know, Steph Curry is having a great season or Dame Lillard is having a great season. If that's the case, Dame Lillard deserves multiple MVPs because although the Trailblazers have never been the best team in the West for a multitude of seasons... He was putting up crazy numbers, too, so they constantly move the goalposts when it comes to that conversation. But when we talk about this conversation here, yes, Joel Embiid is second in scoring right now. He's averaging 33 points a game to Jokic's 24. But he is That's eighth. a big difference. Hold on. That's a big difference. Hold on. But he is eighth in rebounds, 51st in assists, and he's shooting 53% from the field, which is, the tw which is 25th compared to Jokic, who is top 10 in all three of those categories. So yes, you're going to go ahead and look at the numbers of points because that's what the sexiest number is. Joel but that does not make him more efficient than Jokic. Joel Embiid is 53% from Jokic the field. Jokic is 63%. He is sixth in the NBA. He's top 10. Yoke, um, Embiid's not even top 15. He's beating him in rebounds. He's beating him in assists. You cannot just look at points per game 
and say, oh, that's the sexiest number. And Embiid has 33 points that he's averaging. And he's doing, yes, that's fantastic. And you cannot take away from what Embiid Here, is doing. You take him out of the I equation love. and Philly is losing. But that does not make him more efficient as an overall player as Jokic. Here's what I love, This though. season. Here's what I love, because you, 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 you've said it, and there's so many other people in the sports world have said this. The NBA is political. Well, hell, the NFL, the NHL, MLB, everything's political. Okay? Them starting this conversation, I love because it's so much bigger than just everything that you're throwing out there and what I'm throwing out there. We can't let this dude go out there and win three, four. He's going. Why? If that's the case, he's going to be the one. He's going to win six years in a row. He's he's entering his prime. He has been the best player in he's, the NBA no, for three years no, in a row. Has not. No, he has Statistically? Not. Three, you go back three years ago. He's one, the, two. Com, he, the conversation we're talking, was this, this would be the, this would be the, this, year. I'm talk, this, this includes, I'm including this as the third year. Last year, he was the best player, which is why he won MVP. You can make an argument no, for, no, you can no. make an argument for Embiid, but Embiid's availability Embiid, was Giannis, the KD. strike. Embiid's availability was the strike against him. There's other people you can make the argument for. The year prior to that, you can make an argument for other people, but it comes down down to what it comes down to and Jokic has been efficient consistently so he's the MVP this year he is the clear-cut MVP this year and this weird like he can't win three he's a foreigner if Jordan couldn't do it and LeBron couldn't do it and Kobe didn't get it that's real what does that matter what does that matter if if the MVP is for the most valuable player on their team in the league, it should not matter if he's a foreigner. It should not matter what country he's from. It should not matter who didn't do it, who should have done it. It should just matter. The numbers matter. And statistically, okay. Jokic is above all the other people who okay, are in the this. conversation for MVP. Okay, okay. Um, let me say this, and then we can move on. Okay, Ashley, you, you done? You yes, done? Go you ahead. good? Okay. Go ahead. I just want to say this right now. I love this. I don't even want to. I don't even want to banter between Ashley and I. I'm in the middle as this new media guy. I'm seeing J.J. Reddick and Kendrick Perkins fight it out, duke it out. This is great entertainment, but I think it's a little deeper than that, too. I think Kendrick's he's he's trying to peel back a few layers here. And, guys, I got to say this. J.J., I love you. You know I love you, man. We go way back. Kendrick, I love you. Uh, you we go way back. But, Kendrick, I think Kendrick's right. I think Big Perk is right. I think Joel Embiid is the MVP. And I know Ashley may want to chime in here because she just went on this 20-minute rant, this 10-minute 10 10 rant on why Joker is the clear-cut MVP. But I'm going with Kendrick Perkins. Sorry. Yeah. All right, all right. We're going to switch gears to back to the NFL, actually. So the NFL Players Association conducted a survey where 1,300 players in the NFL were asked to uh, grade their working conditions, right? They were asked questions regarding um, team travel, treatment of families, nutrition, locker rooms, weight rooms, training rooms, strength coaches, and training staff, right? So how about uh, I list you guys maybe the top five. I'll list you guys. Yeah, go ahead and list us the top five. Go ahead, Corey. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. So um, at one, we had the Minnesota Vikings, right? At two, the Miami Dolphins. At three, you got the Las Vegas Raiders. At four, the Houston Texans, and at five, you got Ashley's Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, who's at five? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dallas Cowboys. That's what I thought. All right, okay. all right. So just, the just bottom five, the bottom five would be. You're a real fan. Just want to put that in there. You're a real sure. fan. Just want to make sure everyone heard that. I wasn't sure if they heard you. So but, 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 but why aren't those turning into? Super that wasn't Bowls? the question, Brandon. Go ahead, Corey. <laughs> all right. So bottom five, right? 
We have the Jacksonville Jaguars at 28. Mm. We have the Kansas City Chiefs at 29. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers at 30. At 31, you got the Arizona Cardinals. And coming in at last place was the Washington Commanders. Now, I, I want to just point out, right, 29 Kansas City Chiefs reigning Super Bowl champions. Like, that, that, that was a shocker to me. I just want to know, like, are you guys surprised by – you know who you guys see in the top five and well, what are the what are the um I guess what this what's the criteria again? What are we talking mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. locker room? Yeah. And right, right. So yeah, they mentioned they mentioned they asked about team travel, treatment of families, nutrition, locker rooms, weight rooms, strength coaches, right, training staff, you know, and so on. So right. okay, so well before I pass this to Brandon because he played for at least ten of these teams. <laughs> no. um, Can you name them? Can you name them? Um, Jets, Giants, Dolphins, Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Dang. Wait. Jets, Giants, Chicago, Dolphins. I was drafted in 2006. Oh my God. Why to... am I blanking on the last one? Who was Seattle? I drafted to? Seattle. Seattle's five. Okay, Seattle's last... five. <laughs> and then I had a, a cup of tea at the end. There was, there was a, a, a one month stint. Mm-hmm. The Vikings? With, with some people. Dang, Ashley, you don't know your no, co-host. No, what was it? I have uh, five the of them. Oh, the Saints. Oh, the Saints. Yeah, right, the right, 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 right. Who was I drafted right. to? I'm drawing a blank. Who was The it? Denver Broncos. Oh, right, really? duh. I'm sorry, the Broncos. The Broncos. I'm you. Broncos. I used to kill your. Right. Uh, and your dad going. Maybe that's why I blocked. Maybe that's. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I blocked it out. Maybe that's why. That's why I probably blocked it out. Yes, the Broncos. I used to crush the Cowboys. The Broncos. You know what time it was. Wait, so Jets, Giants, Broncos, Dolphins. Jets, Giants, Broncos, Dolphins, Seattle, Saints. Chicago. There That's seven. Go. We okay. have seven. There we go. I was close. I said ten. <laughs> um, I'm a little surprised by the Chiefs. I'm not surprised by Houston. Hi. Um, eh, I'm not really surprised by Houston. I am surprised by the Chiefs, though, because they've won multiple Super Bowls. Right. You know what, though? Treatment of families, you know, like Patrick Mahomes' wife's not getting mistreated. So I'm like, I'm curious, like, who does this actually apply to? Is it like mm-hmm. the guys who aren't the stars? Because the star players, yeah, the their, yeah. their families are being treated yeah, like royalty. So um, yeah. I'm definitely not surprised about the Dallas Cowboys, though. I mean, yeah, and, that, and that's, and that's what know? happens, right? Like the NFL PA, they go around, they put out these surveys. They, you know, it may come around and once in training camp. That's when they usually do their hits, touch every guy vote on certain things, give us our little Madden check. Um, and then they come back around mid-season towards the end of the season. And when they come out, they'll put these things in front of us um, and, and let us, you know, vote or also, you know, rank, you know, where we, where we think our team is at. So that's how it usually happens. I'm not surprised, Ashley, that the Kansas City Chiefs or sitting at 20 at 29th. That was my first NFL check. The Kansas City Chiefs gave me my first NFL check. I was going through the draft process, right? Right now we have so many so many young men at the NFL scouting scouting combine today. Gosh, this Celsius got me so much energy. I can't mm. even speak today. Golly, let me <laughs> slow down a little bit. But right now we have a couple hundred young men at the NFL scouting combine right now out in Indianapolis, right? So what's happening afterwards, they'll start bouncing around to team the team. Kansas City Chiefs brought me in. They gave me a $60 check that I, I still haven't cashed, right? You haven't cashed your $60 no, check? No, because it's like, it, to me, it means so much, mm-hmm. right? So oh. it's like, this is my first NFL check. I don't think you can cash it anymore, though. You don't think so? <laughs> I think it probably won't. I think it cash, would probably though. bounce. They owe me 60 <laughs> right, to get a little food. They gave me 60 bucks. <laughs> and so when I was there, you know, they're, they're – 
uh, amenities, their locker room, their uh, meeting space, it's still it looks old in the stadium, and it's old. Yeah, so it when looks you look old. at like you go in the weight room, when you go in the cafeteria, it's old. And then uh, also when you look at some of these older organizations, they have people that's been around for 30, 40 years. Because one of the things, Corey, that you mentioned uh, was you know strength and conditioning coaches. Yes. You know athletic trainers. You had uh, Michael Thomas come out a couple weeks ago and said the NFL trainers are shit. Mm. And, and what he's talking about is you got guys, when you hurt your ankle, hurt your back, you come in, they say, just put heat and stem on it. Just put ice and stem on it. So that's what he's referring to. So a lot of these organizations have people that's been around the organization for 25, 30 years. Love it, but it may be time to bring in the new. Right. It may be time to invest in more technology and in more innovative ways. Can so, we um, play a little game here? Let's go. So I'm going to go through all of Brandon's former teams Love and it. he's going to tell me if he agrees with their ranking on this list. OK, so we're going to start. The Miami Dolphins are number two. Do you agree or disagree with that? I agree. When I played for the Miami Dolphins, uh, Ashley, we were in Davy. Now they're right by the stadium. They just invested a shit ton of money into their new their new digs and it's beautiful it's amazing so i'm not surprised uh that they're number two i'm actually surprised hold on that i'm not gonna, number one. I'm, oh, really uh, yeah it's that good okay all right let's go down the list and we're gonna go to the giants they're sitting at number eight agree or disagree the the, the giants the giant I, I i'm not i'm not shocked by this you know i, I i've never been in the care i've been in the carolina no i've never been in the carolina panthers locker room um then you have uh, chicago upgraded recently eagles haven't the, the the giants facilities are actually good right it's a really good they're clean um but they're not like modern right okay. there's a couple mm -hmm. facilities here that's modern so I'm actually shocked that they're – I am shocked that they're at number eight because I would expect, you know, a few of these other teams that, that's been under renovation. Are you surprised that they're below the Packers? Mm. Because Lambeau is old. I know. <laughs> they got bleachers. But I don't know if they – yeah, I am. I am. I am. I am. I'm shocked. I'm going to say this. I'm shocked that the, the New York Giants are at eight right now. Okay. We have the Saints in the top ten. Surprised? Not not surprised. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. 
The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. At all. I, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm actually shocked that they're not in the top five. And the reason being is like House of Athlete. A lot of my inspiration came from my wow. month when I was with the Saints. Mm-hmm. They got two float pods in there. They got uh, Cairo Chambers there. I mean, it, it feels, and the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens are a lot like this. It feels like you're in a spa. Mm. I mean, you walk into the wet room, it's dark, it's colors, the, the, the lights change. It's beautiful inside. Okay. Beautiful. All right, well, right behind them is another former team of yours, the Seattle Seahawks, number 11. Surprise? Agree? Disagree? The Seattle Seahawks, you remember who owned the Seattle Seahawks? You know, one of the founders of Microsoft, right? So when you walk in there, there's a lot of technology, super innovative. Um, it's amazing there, and they do a, a great peace, job Paul with Allen. people. Yep, Paul Allen, phenomenal job investing into their facilities there. I mean, remember when Richard Sherman and those guys first got to Seattle, they used to come to work in boats and jet skis, mm-hmm. pull up to the dock. Like, got, coaches are coming to their facility <laughs> In a boat. There's a dock right there. You're you're practicing on the water, so I'm not surprised here. All right, let's slide down a little bit. Number 13, the Chicago Bears. Surprise, agree, disagree? Uh, I'm not. uh, They were trash when I was there as far as, like, the amenities. Not trash, but it was old. It felt like the old Denver Broncos. It felt like the old Miami Dolphins. Everybody's upgrading right now. They're in that phase of upgrading. Um, The Chicago Bears went through an upgrade, a renovation over the last couple years. So I'm not surprised that they're here. And, 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 And I'm also... You know, they should be better. And this is part of the problem. We talked about this yesterday on the show about mm-hmm. the Chicago Bears using this offseason to take advantage of the opportunity to have in a division of potentially running the next 10 years, but they're not making a proper investment. You finally renovate your facility. Why didn't you renovate it to a place where you went to number one? Right? Like you keep cutting corners. Stop cutting corners. Spend the money. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna we're gonna work our way out of the top fifteen now at nineteen. The New York Jets, surprised? I'm shocked. Wow. Because they they renovated their facility, or they you know, opened up their new facility back in like 2009, I want to say. Roughly, I believe. And it's still amazing. Yeah. It's beautiful. Maybe they can upgrade a little bit to like their, their wet room experience, like the hot tub, the cold tub, the steam room, the sauna. Uh, the cafeteria is awesome. The food is phenomenal. I went back, Ashley, um, to did. the Jets this offseason. Mm-hmm, your training camp tour. And I walked in the cafeteria. You know what? I'm getting goosebumps. almost made me cry thinking about this. No, seriously, because it's kind of emotional. But I walked in, and they're like, Brandon, do you want the same omelet? Actually, I haven't been there since 2016. That was for breakfast. That's so cute. And then I came back for lunch, and they were like, Brandon, do you want me to make that same chicken sandwich that you always used to eat after practice? I said, I would love it, but I don't eat meat anymore. Oh, it's so cute. They remember your order. I almost cried. Stop. We're going to slide down. I'm done 
and there's more teams. No, there's more teams. I'm waiting for more teams. Number 20, the Denver Broncos. Surprised or not surprised? Well, you know I love Russell Wilson, so uh, a part of this training camp tour that we went on, you know, I, I had to stop in Denver. Mm -hmm. But, it, you know, I love Denver, but I love Russell Wilson more. We know Russell Wilson is your bro. Russell you guys Wilson. have a bromance. We yeah, know. Yeah, I love me some Russell Wilson. <laughs> um, and they upgraded everything. Where Where's the Denver 20. Broncos? I'm surprised that they're not in the top 10. Really? Their, their new facilities or new digs is that good, right? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that they're this far down on the list. Oh, I think I'm starting to speak better now. We're, we're done with this the brand. Celsius, Celsius gave me a lot of energy. We're, we're Celsius done with the brand. Celsius. We're done with the Brandon tour, but I do want to ask you about the bottom three. I'm not surprised about the commanders. I've actually covered a game there, and it's like a museum. It's old. So I'm not surprised about that. I am surprised, though, about the Chargers and the Cardinals, especially the Chargers being at SoFi, brand new stadium, brand new facilities, and they're 30. No, 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 no. So here's the situation, Ash, right? Like, I think it's not Orange County. They have their own practice facilities outside of the stadium. Isn't it near? But I thought it was near. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're trying to renovate or find oh, okay. their long-term solution so i'm not surprised by the chargers no as far as like game day amenities oh best. for sure you're not best. surprised by the cardinals I, well yes because the stadium is amazing me too beautiful. i'm so surprised remember, by the cardinals remember they probably they probably made this when they when did they open up this new this new uh stadium can we fact check this we have a fact yeah. checker yet all right can we can we see when the arizona cardinals um, open their new. Wasn't it last stadium? year or the year before? I, I, it's, I think you're in middle school. Only two... I think you're in middle school. No, they used to play at the. It used to be called Watch. the University of Phoenix. Watch middle school. Watch. Two thousand six. Wow. Two thousand six. Yeah. I was, I was in elementary wow. school. Yeah. Yes. So it's yeah, old. Dang. Why did I think they got a new one? Looks, oh, I mean, can I looks, say this? Can I? Say, nice. are, are ladies? Do they still get offended if you call them old? Yeah. I mean, getting, I'm not old, getting, so you're, you're getting old. I'm. I just, just turned thirty, but I don't look thirty, so. How do you feel? How do you feel turning thirty? I actually, different? I actually, I was true story. Like I, I recently did a podcast with two of my friends. Um, shout out to Ashley and Alexis Stoudemire, two really good girlfriends of mine, and we had this conversation. And um, I was I had a small panic attack, like not a panic attack. I was getting anxiety leading up to like turning 30 because I think especially as women, you know, I was so I've always been so heavily invested in my career in school, like most of my 20s and like hanging out with my friends and stuff like that. I didn't really date in my 20s. Like I dated like here or there, but I didn't really focus on, you know, building a family and looking, you know, for that chapter of my life. So when you start to approach 30 as a woman, you kind of start freaking out. Your biological clock, you know, unfortunately starts to really start to tick. Mm -hmm. And you start to wonder like, holy crap, did I miss the window when I was 27? Mm -hmm. Was that the guy I probably should have stayed mm -hmm. with or things like that? And I had so much anxiety and then I turned 30 and it was like, oh, this is dope. Yeah. Like, I like it here. I think one of the cool things about being 30, especially as a woman, you're so comfortable with saying no. You're so comfortable with standing your ground. You're so comfortable with, you know, adhering to your boundaries. I think when you're in your 20s, you kind of have to like, you feel the need to appease everybody. You feel the need to kind of say yes to things when you really want to say no and not ruffle any feathers. And you kind of want to be this perfect image of what people expect you to be. And when I turned 30, it was kind of like, 
fuck that. Like, here we are. Like, I'm 30 now. So, like, you're either with it, you're not. These are the red flags. I'm out. These are my boundaries. You want to cross some cool piece. It's been real. When I say no, I mean it. Like, I just, I feel grown. I feel grown at 30, and I like it. I like it here. It's dope. It. So, dope. for all the women who are freaking out about turning 30, 30 is so much more fun than your 20s. Just trust yeah. me on this. Trust love me. it, love it, love it. Okay, let's move on. Ashley's turning 30. Oh, I She's turned 30. Oh, you turned 30. <laughs> I'm already 30. We're already there. We'll slide it. All right, so we're going to move on to Jalen Carter, right? So according to NFL Network's James Palmer, mm. um, top draft, draft prospect Jalen Carter was booked last night on misdemeanor charges, uh, right, mm -hmm. stemming from uh, well, charges that of reckless driving and racing. Now, this stems from... Uh, a, a January 15th crash that tragically took the lives of his Georgia teammate and a Georgia staff member. Now, if you guys remember, this was actually like hours right after, you know, Georgia won their second straight national championship, mm -hmm. right? But my question for you guys is, is Jalen Carter's situation really going to affect his draft stock? Well, mm. I'm going to let Brandon take the reins on this one, but I will say yesterday I was hosting Brother from Another on Peacock. Shout out to Michael Smith and those guys. And I spoke to Jim Trotter, who is right now at the Combine. And it's interesting, he said that about 50% of the people there are questioning, you know, he is so young, he's 20 years old, and when you're 20, you make mistakes, and sometimes those mistakes are very costly. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they result in tragic consequences, much like this. And half those people say they don't think it's gonna affect his draft stock. You know, he's young, he made a mistake. Right. Um, and then some people say, yeah, but you know, you're going into the National Football League. This is a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar business. And unfortunately, you expect young guys to have grown men mentalities, right? And a lot of people are questioning his judgment. You know, you, you hear about those tests, especially the tests that they give to quarterbacks when they ask them all those weird questions. I think even wide receivers, Brandon, you can speak to that. They ask you the most asinine, just weird questions yeah. to see what your judgment is, to see what your mindset is, to see if you're mature, you're immature. And some people say it's a little unfair. Your, your brain is still developing. You're still such a young person. But you can also understand it's a business. And I need to know that you can deal with what comes with the business. So it's interesting that some people feel like it's not going to affect. And some people are like, I don't know if I want to go ahead and have somebody in my organization right. who has bad judgment. So, mm. you know, Barrington, I mean, you can speak to this more. You've gone through the draft process. You've gone through all of that. I mean, what do you make of the situation? It's unfortunate. Right. It's tragic. First and foremost, we want to send our condolences to the families of those affected yeah. who lost their loved ones. It's honestly terrible. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad that you hit that, right? Because there was two people that lost their lives, yes. right? And there's... One know, was his teammate, I believe. Yep. Families and friends, loved ones that are left to pick up the pieces. <clears throat> And he could have easily been gone as well. Mm -hmm. um, but to answer the question, Jalen Carter's draft status will not be affected. I'm sitting here reading this now on ESPN.com. Jalen Carter returns to the NFL scouting, com scouting combine after his arrest. He was just arrested last night, mm -hmm. right? Bailed out in 45 minutes. Um, when you're talented. That's right. You know what I mean? You're going to get more opportunities. What, what teams are looking for is Talent production everything. and culture, right? And you got to have both. Production. We know this kid can can, can produce. This kid is a back-to-back -back national champion when it comes to college football. A lot of people want him. Uh, can someone please tell me where he was project, projected to go before this? 
and where he still may go, right? <clears throat> Production, he can get it done. When you look at culture, right, character, like I was a guy that came in immature as well. But this is the human experience. This is the human journey. Like when you're in your, when you're a teenager, and you're in your 20s, you better pray. Your mom and dad is praying because they know any minute they can get a call that you just made some dumbass mistake. Mm -hmm. We have the brain of like a, a, a size, like our brain is the size of a chimpanzee or, or, or not would say the size, but it functions like a chimpanzee. Like we just make dumb decisions in our 20s. We all do. Me sitting here today is a is a huge blessing for me to still be here. And a lot of us to still be here that's sitting in our 30s or 40s or 50s. We go back and we can we can probably list out a million things, a million incidents where it's like, man, that could have been a situation. That mm -hmm. could have been a night, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, um, I don't think it's going to uh, affect his, his draft status because he's talented. And then teams going in, yes, you're right, Ashley. There's a lot of guys out there that are asking these questions, but they know these general managers, these uh, head coaches, these position coaches, these owners, they know that these kids make dumb mistakes. Hell, you have 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds making dumb mistakes. Hell, you got Brett Favre still making dumb mistakes. And he's Not, retired. Ain't dumb mistakes, he's, criminal mistakes, right, thieving right, mistakes. Right, so it's unfortunate, like Ashley said, it's unfortunate that we're having this conversation because we lost two people, mm -hmm. you know, and it's two people that's, uh, that was close to him, and he has to deal with that. Um, and hopefully he learns from it and he continues to, to grow and mature. I always say you come into, if you make it to the NFL, you come in as a boy, and if you stay long enough, right? You're going to eventually leave a man. I want to ask you this because um, first and foremost, the story is still developing. So I think it's very important for everyone to hold, you know, passing off judgment until all the facts come out. I think that's the case with any story. But I want to ask you because The Athletic had a very interesting piece on the matter. And they posed the question that if Jalen was a quarterback prospect versus a defensive prospect, would he be awarded the same type of level of, oh, it's just a mistake, he's young. You know, quarterbacks, ten, I mean, think about Lamar Jackson when he was going through the draft process, or I think about when Dak was going through it, he had a DUI and he got into, I believe it was a fight at some party and he fell in the draft, in the, in the draft standings or, or in the draft prospect, the mock draft, things like that. So I wonder if, do you think there's any truth to that think piece that if he were a different position, say a quarterback and a yep. black quarterback at that, would we be having a drastically different conversation about him? Um, absolutely. Um, Coach Tomlin, he says this publicly, but it's something that um, cascades throughout the NFL and probably all industries in all life, right? You know, good people are going to treat good, going pe good people are going to treat people good, mm -hmm. but we're not going to treat you all the same right different expectations for different people different responsibilities come with different things mm -hmm. quarterback no you got to get it right now mm. you don't have time we don't have time for that go back to your lamar jackson point mm -hmm. you can't win without paying the quarterback nothing else matter all that the whole rent that i went went on as far as like go go get this wide receiver and the chemistry and continuity between the quarterback and the offense quarter, none of that matters. If you don't have a quarterback. So if mm -hmm. we're talking about just a, if this, if a quarterback was in a situation, what would happen? It'd be different. 
I don't know if I can trust this guy giving you the key to my franchise. And and sometimes like we're 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 too sensitive now in in, in this world. You know, it's like it's interesting. everybody need to be treated the same and this and that. It's like that's not the reality. That's it's, not what that's not that's not what we're living It's interesting you in. say that because it's that's the mindset a lot of people have and it's interesting that in one conversation you can say we're all young at one point we all make mistakes and that can apply to a defensive position. But then the minute it's a quarterback who's the same age, made a mistake, we're all young, we all mm -hmm. make mistakes, people are making mistakes in their 30s and 40s, like you said, all of a sudden that grace is no longer given because you should have known better. No, he's going to no, get the grace, but it will affect his draft that, stock. Right, that's what I meant. The the grace of it not affecting his draft and, and, stock and Dion, is no longer given, right. and that's such an interesting and – and then but, when but, you bring but, but, race listen, into it, it, then it drastically changes. Yeah, but, it's yes, multifaceted. That's right, that's right. But let's, let's, let's look at it, though, right? What am I asking a defense alignment to do? What am I asking an offense alignment to do? Mm -hmm. Sometimes the shit is just simple. Let's just break down a defense alignment, a linebacker. Like, yeah, you you're, you're, you got to have football IQ. Mm -hmm. You got to have awareness and all that stuff. There's so many things that go into it. But there's some uh, amazing defense alignment that just see ball, hit ball. Go do this. Go make that move. They just feel it. A quarterback, you got to have leadership skills. A quarterback, you got to be able uh, – to uh, process not only what's happening off the field with your 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 quarterback coach, your mm -hmm. your offensive coordinator, hearing the play call, getting the play call, getting it to the guys, and then coming out in 30 seconds, being able to dissect what they're doing pre-snap read, and then within two within one second, understanding where they went to. They went from three in my pre-snap to now they rolled to two. So now my responsibilities change. So now I got to go one, two, three. Oh, well, shit. Now I got to go three, four, five, or whatever it is, right? So there's a lot on the quarterback. Because if you don't have a quarterback, you lose. So these guys need to be able to almost present themselves as like CEOs, leaders of organizations. You're not asking that out of a wide receiver. You're not asking that out of, out of a defensive back. What they want is a guy can come in and can contribute right now. A defensive lineman, offensive lineman, linebacker can come in and contribute right now and have these character issues that we can fix or help you uh, grow through. Quarterback, you have to have it now, mm -hmm. right? So what else we got? That was deep. I love that conversation. Yeah. So next we actually have Factor Foolish, but how, how about we take a break? We'll take a break real quick, and when we return, we'll dive into that segment, all right? Sounds good. So when I first got in the league, when I was in Denver, we had all these. DJ Williams used to be on the show. He was the one passing around the uh, Vialysis. Cialis and the Cialis. That's different. Whatever dog. it's called. No, Cialis and no, Vialysis. But yeah, but oh, we, was doing, we wasn't doing Viagra. No, no, no. <laughs> listen, listen. Y'all no. talking about something that's going to keep it right for 36 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, now, yeah. it's my taking that shit they can be that way forever. Oh, my God. <laughs> In, yes. the, in the league? That's how you get suspended. That's how you get suspended. People do that in the NBA? Y'all well, sure 6'7", 6'8", sure I thought like... What does like, that have to do with pause. anything? Is that a pause? pause? That's a major pause. Pause. I'm just saying. That's major. Oh I never God. heard that was, of that. that was he said OD. the shoe size and that, that size that are OD. not clicking. That ain't no OD. Let's skip that ain't part Ain't no OD. You heard he said, I'm corny. I'm corny. Let's get back to the basketball. I'm secure in my manhood. Tell I'm sorry. Don't have surgery. This is really happening right now? Brandon. <laughs> like, what? Yes. Bro, let me, let me, let me tell you. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody getting suspended for taking Cialis. What was the problem? But, okay, let's say they doing that. What you say they doing it. 
What's wrong with that? Why they gotta be suspended over that? If they feel like they need to be-, be, be Because it has something in there. Yes. It has a steroid that in there. Same way if you take a steroid okay, okay. 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 It's no different than in yeah. the NFL. I forget the player, but there was a player who was um, I can't trying, to, trying to conceive with yeah. his wife. And she was going through, I want to say, in vitro. And she was going through the, fertiliz the, the fertilization of her eggs. And he was on medication to, I think, increase his mm -hmm. testosterone. Mm -hmm. Wasn't doing it to increase his performance. It was to have a baby. Okay. And he got suspended because the ingredient in there still comes right. up in a test. You remember so. what Eddie Murphy said on Golden Child? What he they said? They tried to sell him that stuff to uh, help keep the yang up. What that boy said? <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with my yang. <laughs> <laughs>
Factor foolish. Let me pull out my notes. Well, okay, listen. I'm gonna let let Brandon pull yeah, out his notes. Go. I I said this was foolish. Um, Ooh. I and I love Sean Payton. Sean, I don't hold it against you that you didn't come to Dallas, even though you told me at Super Bowl in LA that that's where you wanted to go. But somehow it didn't happen. But okay, it's fine. I'll get over it. Um, but yeah, I just don't know. Russell Wilson's one of my favorite quarterbacks, so let me just preface this by saying that I just don't know. Really? I didn't know that. He is one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But my favorite, favorite quarterback of all time. No, it's Peyton Manning. Mm. Really? It is. I'm a huge Peyton Manning fan. Um, true story. When I have a daughter one day, I'm going to name her Peyton. Don't say it out loud because people like it's not a it's not a it's not an uncommon name. People like to take baby names, but um. I just don't know if Russell Wilson has enough years where he is going to be his most productive left. I don't know if we've seen the the start of his decline, and I don't know if Sean Maybe. Payton is a – Sean Payton's an incredible coach, but I just don't think that it's going to be enough – to bring Russell Wilson back to the Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks. I think that time has passed. Now, if they're able to go ahead and do what, say, they did for um, Peyton Manning in Denver, and that is, you you know, work around what he's no longer able to do, you know, the defense won that Super Bowl, then yes. But if they rely on Russell Wilson to be the Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks, and that's their game plan to go ahead and win a Super Bowl, it's not going to happen. Right. So So, I'm on the fence, essentially. So the question is, what's the question again, Corey? Mm -hmm. Yeah, will Sean Payton and Russell Wilson win a Super Bowl together? I'm going to go fact. Of course you are. That's your Mm -hmm. bro. Right. No, this was a hard (laughs) one for me. This is a a hard one. It's hard to win a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. But when you put together a legendary coach and a legendary player, you win Super Bowls. Sometimes. Andy Reid and Mahomes. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. Right, and you go on and on and on. A lot of these really good runs happen with a legendary head coach and a legendary quarterback. You just said he's one of your favorite. Let's not forget, all right? I understand the whole conversation happening around Russell Wilson right now, but let's not forget that the guy through 10 years was the most winningest quarterback in the history of the NFL. And then you're going to say, well, the Legion of Boom, and then you got Pete Carroll. Absolutely. But now dive into the numbers, how efficient he was, and then go into situational football, two-minute drill, clutch moments. There was nobody better over those 10 years in the history of our game. So let's say that. Pete Carroll and Russ won one. Drew Brees and Sean Payton won one. So I truly believe... Pete Carroll and them should have won two, but that's a different conversation. I truly believe Sean and Russ will win one. Now, Ashley, you brought it up. It's like, well, is this the decline of Russell? I say no. You don't think it's a decline in some aspects of his game, though? No, 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 no. But uh, let me get to it. Let me tell you why. You got Drew Brees. Drew Brees won his after his, his decline, his shoulder. Remember, he got... The only reason why Sean Payton was able to get him is because his shoulder, he had that big injury in San Diego. So he goes down to New Orleans. He can't even throw past 45 yards anymore. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. And then they go out there and have this legendary run statistically and also win a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning won his second Super Bowl when he couldn't even throw it. The defense won yards. that Super Bowl. Correct. But you know, what, you, know what, you know what Peyton did for that team? The same thing Tom Brady, Tom Brady did for the Tampa Bay Bucks when they won in 2020 leadership make everyone better hold everyone accountable 
That's what Sean, that's what Peyton Manning did. Tom Brady, and the reason why I say I don't think he's on the, the decline in the back half, well, he's definitely on the back half, but I don't think he's he, he's not capable of doing what he did five years ago. It's because you got guys like Tom Brady out there doing it at a high level. It's like, are you taking care of your body? There's one thing I know about Russ, because I know Russ, he's taking care of his, his body. He invests like a million dollars a year into his body. Correct. But so, father time is also undefeated, as we've seen. So, so, so... Uh, well, you got Aaron Rodgers, that's 39. You got Peyton Manning. Aaron I mean, Rodgers got, is got, nowhere near Brady, the Aaron Rodgers of... He just, he's coming off a of back-to-back MVP. What, say, what I'm saying is, is there are going there are still aspects of Aaron Rodgers' game. Same thing happened with Tom Brady, that he's not the Tom Brady of the New England Patriots. The game, he's still, when you talk great quarterbacks, he's still in the conversation. He's still in the conversation when you talk about Patrick Mahomes and those guys, even though he's a lot older, he's still uh-huh. in that convo. But his game, there have been tweaks to it. But he is so gifted that it doesn't affect it. But you can see know. differences in his game. Aaron Rodgers is... I, you didn't so you didn't see differences in Tom Brady's game from New England Patriots Tom Brady and well, Tampa Bay Bucks this, Tom Brady? No, for sure. They, but they've been saying this for years, though, about Tom Brady. Like What I saw last year, I'll be honest with you. Go check out that, that deep ball towards the end of the season. I think it was the two uh, week 16 Mike Evans because – their connection was off all year. It yes. was a big moment for him because, like, oh, are they finally connecting again? He threw it, like, 60 yards through the air, tight spiral. And he, and he was throwing the ball like that the whole year, but they just wasn't coming down and making a play, okay. right? Whether it was Tom overthrowing it or underthrowing it or, you know, Mike Evans not being in a position, who knows? But he threw the ball extremely well. He can still play. I truly believe that. What's next? Moving on. Travis Kelsey will finish his career as the best tight end of all time. No, foolish. I don't think that he's going to surpass Tony Gonzalez or Antonio Gates. Um, Mm. I think you can make an argument that he's surpassed Gronk. So if you put those guys in a top four conversation right now, I think Gronk would be fourth right now. Travis Kelsey is three. But I don't know how much longer Kelsey plans on playing. And if he does play for a certain amount of time, let's say he plays for five more years, how many of those years are going to be at the standard in which the quality of which he's playing now, you will start to eventually see some sort of a decline. And I just don't know if there is enough time in that window to surpass Gates and Gonzalez. So for me, he'll always be top three, though, for sure. I think that's cemented, top three. Listen, it's fact, but it's very, it's it's a difficult difficult, uh, conversation, right? It's a lot, I mean, comparing one generation to the next. The tight end position has totally evolved and changed, right? The tight end position today is a glorified wide receiver. Mm -hmm. These guys on this list, uh, uh, you have Jimmy Graham, you have... Uh, Ozzie Newsome and Jackie Smith, even Rob Gronkowski and Shannon Sharp. These guys, Shannon, he was, he kind of introduced this H-back guy coming in, mm-hmm. blocking a little bit, then getting out on routes, but they were blocking. Mm-hmm. You know, Travis Kelsey does a phenomenal job of blocking and getting in the trenches and getting his, his hands dirty. He absolutely does that. But man, um, he's dynamic in the past game, and that's where he separates himself from everyone on that list. Mm-hmm. Tony Gonzalez can't mess with Travis Kelsey when it comes to uh, 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 running routes and you know and, and being dynamic after the catch. Now, and, and that's and I, oh, man, Tony, I love you, I love you, and he was dynamic too. This we're talking about a guy that was catching 80, 90, 100 balls year in and year out, even, you know, in, in year 14, 15, 16. Look what he did with the Atlanta Falcons. 
but he was just so savvy in, in route uh, and coverage recognition and route recognition. He knew that. Travis Kelsey, I mean, you could put one of the best corners on Travis Kelsey, and he's going to get open. Mm -hmm. So I like Travis Kelsey to go down as the best tight end, but it's with an asterisk, right? You got to say, like, you know, he, he's mm -hmm. not the guy that was, you know, in the trenches blocking the way the other guys uh, uh, did. Antonio just... Gates, we had this conversation at the Super Bowl. Me, uh, LaShawn Shady McCoy, and Antonio Gates at the FanDuel party. And, and Antonio Gates, to me, that's who he's chasing. Right, like to Antonio Gates. There's an argument that Antonio Gates right now is the best tight end ever, right? And and I would say, you know what, he is. You give this kid Travis Kelsey four more years, he will surpass. I don't know Antonio if Travis Gates. Kelsey I know has Antonio four Gates more years. Gonna be mad at me. I don't know if Travis Kelsey has four more years at the level in which he's performing now. That's the thing. If he does, then I feel like then it's a very strong possibility. But I think he has maybe two, three years. But Ashley, that's okay. And I don't know if that's enough time to surpass those guys. But remember, Antonio Gates, the guys that we're talking about, Antonio Gates and also Tony Gonzalez, they moved into those later years, five, six years, still catching 70, 80, 90 balls. Because now if you slow down, oh, this is cover two. I just need to get to the spot, turn around the balls on me. Bam. That's true. Right? It's just it just changes a little bit. We shall see. It's almost like um it's almost like a, a cornerback, a Charles Woodson, now saying I'm slowing down, now let me go to safety. Mm -hmm. Rod Woodson, I'm slowing down that corner, let me go to safety. You know, wide receiver, Larry Fitzgerald, I'm going from wide receiver to now tight end. Mm -hmm. You know, so down there we're gonna do the same thing with him, just put him in the spots. A basketball player. Okay, well let me add my fade away. Or you know what? I can't drive the way I used to drive, so I'm gonna sit out here and just shoot threes. Well listen, Travis Kelsey's gonna be hosting Saturday Night Live on on this upcoming weekend. Are you watching? I'm I'm definitely tuning in. I'm I'm curious to see how he does. Are you gonna watch? Absolutely. I'm a He's hosting. So for people who have never mm -hmm. watched Saturday Night Live, he has an opening monologue. He's going to be doing skits. Like, I'm very excited to see how what he does. What do you think is going to happen? Who who would he make fun of? He's probably going to take a dig. He's probably going to take a little bit of a dig at a Patrick Mahomes. He'll probably take a dig at his brother. That's what I was thinking. Um, but I, yeah, his he's dude, probably going to, like, mom, you know. His mom? No, nah, I don't know if he'll take a dig at his mom. He's probably going to take a dig at his brother for mm -hmm. sure. Definitely. Um, Somebody in the AFC, the 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 Bills. He's probably gonna make a tight Bengals. end joke, probably about the great chasing the greatest of all time. He's probably gonna t make that joke. So, um, a little grainy. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and tune in for sure. I'm I'm excited to see what that looks like. Next topic. Yeah, definitely a must watch. All right, let's stay in the same building though, right? Patrick Mahomes will surpass Tom Brady in Super Bowl wins. Foolish. Mm. I think Patrick Mahomes. He has three right now. I say he finishes his career with five. I think he has he, two. Patrick Mahomes. Has oh, he has two. Okay, he finishes. I'll still say mm, foolish. I'm gonna Ashley? say I, four to five is what he finishes his career mm. with. Four or fives, yeah. and I don't think he. I don't think he comes. I don't think he hits seven or passes it. Mm -hmm. Right, Patrick Mahomes surpassing Tom Brady in Super Bowl wins is foolish, but it'll be close. It's gonna be close. Here are the things that I wrote close. down. Um, for my reasons why that, you know, he'll, he'll come up short. Um, health, war of attrition, right? Like, that's a big deal. Every player faces this and battles this, right? And it's not only him, but he has to count on Travis Kelsey. How many more years does Travis Kelsey have? How many more years does his running back or his right tackle or this center have? Or guys on the – and it's not even years, but it's just can they stay healthy? Mm -hmm. And the 
injury rate in the NFL is 100%. So that's number one. Number two, Andy Reid's age. Now, a lot Big of people- Big Red. Say, Big Red. A lot of people are saying that Andy Reid um, is going to stay around uh, as long as Patrick Mahomes is staying around and he's in his prime. But in three, four years, could Andy potentially say, you know what? I got another one. I got another one. I got another one. I'm walking away. What does that do to Patrick Mahomes? That's a big piece to this whole puzzle. That's This whole debate around Tom Brady and Bill Belichick is insane. It's 50-50. It ain't Tom Brady was more important or Bill Belichick was more important. It's the, it's the, it's the marriage. It's them together. That's why they were so dynamic. And the last thing is parody. A new word on the show, big word on the show. I chopped it up on Monday. On Monday, parody, right? Parody in the NFL. Any team can win now. When Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think I think the window for the Chiefs to kind of run the league is closes a little bit more every single year. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be getting one soon. I think Joe Burrow is getting one in the next year or two. Um, there's a few guys that you got to look out for. I don't know about Jalen. Um, Hmm? I don't know about Jalen Hurts. I think the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to get one while he's the quarterback for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know when. I won't say it's going to be next year. I think the Bengals probably are the team that are, you got to look out for for the next year or two. I think they're close to getting one. But I definitely think while Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to get one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also the biggest difference you have to look out for too is Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady are two different types of quarterbacks. You know, Tom Brady wasn't a quarterback who was athletic. He wasn't running. He wasn't leaving, really leaving the pocket. And I think a lot of the times that kind of, you know, can be attributed to his longevity. Patrick Mahomes is much more, you know, elusive. He's much quicker. He's leaving that pocket. He's sliding. That leaves you room for more injuries of different parts of your body. So that speaks to your point of health. But I will say I'm confident that he gets two more. I think he gets two more for sure. Okay. Corey in the cut. (laughs) That's me. All right. Um, Factor foolish, guys. We will see another team complete a perfect season in the NFL. Fact. Now I, I'll say this. I don't know if we'll be alive to see it. I can't oh. give you. I can't give you a time frame. Um, but it's we, gonna ha- oh, I'm, I'm, I'm opposite of you. It's going to happen within five years. We're definitely going to oh, see it. Oh, okay. Soon. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put a time stamp on it. But I do think, just like I'm not gonna put a time stamp on somebody surpassing LeBron's now all NBA scoring record that he took from Kareem. Like it'll happen again. Will I be alive to see it? Don't know. Hope so. Um, but listen, records are meant to be broken. We have this conversation all the time. There are teams that have gotten close. Um, but close only almost only counts in horseshoes, but mm. it's going to happen. I just don't know when. I don't know if I'll be here. I hope I am, and I hope it's, you know, a team that I root for. Will we see another <laughs> team complete a perfect season in the NFL? Fact or foolish? The answer is fact. Not only is it fact, Ashley and Corey mm. from the cut, um, it's going to happen within five years. Wow. And not only is That's it going to happen says. in That's five what the years, says. it's going <laughs> to happen uh, from one of these teams. And one of these teams will complete it. It's going to be uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, potentially, mm. or the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. They'll do it. Um, or, and this is going to be a shocker to you guys, and this can happen next year, the New York football Jets, mm. if... They what? make the right decision at the quarterback position. Let Jeez. me tell you why, Ashley. 
that defense can shut down any offense. I have a great defense and in Dallas. Offense, I'm not saying crazy things that like that. That offense just be efficient, don't mess the game up, and score big points. Hell, Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles was so close to doing it. They could have done it this year. So I'm telling you right now that it's fact and it's going to happen in the next couple years. Except they didn't. It's going to come from one of those three organizations. The Eagles could have done it, but they took a couple L's and one came from, actually two came from, you know, the boys down in the big D. Go court from the block. Yeah. All right, let's transition to the NBA. Will Damian Lillard win the scoring title this year? Mm. Fact or foolish? I'm going fact. Dame time, baby. What does that mean? Dame time? <sighs> Taking a deep breath? Are you contemplating? or? I'm going fact, too. Okay. I'm going fact right now. You look at Luka sitting. He's he's leading right now. He's averaging 33.2 points. You have Joel Embiid averaging 33 points. And you have Dame Lillard that is sitting in third averaging 32.3 points, right? And then you have Giannis who could potentially be in the conversation. Uh, he's sitting uh, – right there averaging 31 points a game. I say uh, Dame because Dame, I mean, he's a natural scorer. This is what he does, right? Mm -hmm. And he's so close. And like you said, Dame time, he's going to turn it on. Um, Luca, I just feel that he has to find a way to get Kyrie in. They're probably down there saying, hey, how do can we steal a championship this year? Can we get, can we get into the playoffs and disrupt? So the, with that being said, now he has to facilitate a little bit more. He has to pass the ball a little bit more. So I can see him um, being affected by that. And then Joel Embiid, like Joel Embiid is going to continue to do what he's doing. But I just think Dame is just about to go on this tier right now. He mm -hmm. just dropped 71. He's feeling good, right? He's seeing that it's so close. He's going to go get it done. Dame is going to make a statement down the stretch. I think, all, yeah, I think down the stretch is going to be key because if you look at the Philadelphia 76ers right now, they're sitting at third. Eventually, Embiid's going to be shut down close towards the end of the regular season um you know to get him ready for the playoffs you also look at Dallas right now they're sitting at seventh if they can go ahead and make a push for top five or get that sixth spot from the the Clippers I think you're going to start seeing some management some load management for both Kyrie and Luca right now Portland's in the 12th spot so they're going to really and they're not far out of the playoffs right now they're only let me look right here I think they're only oh they're about 14 games back from the top spot, but they're only two games back from the tent from the play in. So I think you're going to really see Dame just go full throttle these next few games. There's only less, this less than 20 remaining. He's going to try to get into that play in. You're going to see some crazy high scoring games from him for sure. And especially with the Lakers dealing with the injuries of LeBron, Anthony Davis, I think that he knows that that push is more likely to happen for him. The Pelicans are still waiting for Zion to you know, get his stuff together. So I think that Portland is going to rely on Dame and Dame's going to, you know, make that push to make that happen. So I definitely think the awards for him for sure. Okay, NBA expert, Ashley Nicole Moss. Golly. Mm -hmm. How long you been watching basketball? My whole life, unfortunately. You think you know more basketball than, than me? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Ashley, you had mentioned it there at the end, right? AD, LeBron, both out for the Lakers. So, fact or foolish, the Lakers should throw in the towel on the season. Foolish. You never mm -hmm. throw in the towel when you play professional sports, okay? Quitting is for losers. Mm -hmm. um, 
But I do think you have to be realistic with your expectations. This is not a team that's going to go ahead and win a championship. This is not a team that's going to see the Western Conference Finals. This is a team that's going to be lucky to get out of the play-in, depending on who they have to match up with. Um, and I think that you have to also, when being competitive, you still have to also think about next season. You don't want to go ahead and put yourself in a deep hole before the season even starts. So while I don't think they should take their foot off the gas, you still go out there and you compete. You try to win games because LeBron does plan on coming back. I think he's only out two to three weeks. Um, that oh, should – that's what they said. Games. Two yeah. to three weeks. But if they're within play and contention, he'll be back for that. Oh, so um, you still have to go ahead and compete in the event that LeBron's able to come back. You want to be in a situation that he wants to come back to. Um, so – yeah, that's it's it's a suck situation because AD's out too, and that's gonna make this team drop. But you still go out there and you try to win games to the best of your ability. Fact: The Lakers should throw in the towel. They should tank. It's over. Tanking. They that's tank. egregious. What Ashley just said is all cap. I know this uh this this segment is factor foolish, but it's cap because you know you're talking about play games. No, let's play business. Why would I go out there knowing that we have no chance this year and, and continue to open up or, you know, expose LeBron James AD to more injuries? Hell, we know AD walk out of his damn house. He's going to get hurt. So, look, I'm going all in on next year. First, from a health standpoint, nutrition standpoint, you go, we're going to get Kyrie. Sorry, Hollywood. We're going to get Kyrie. So now you have your big three to go get it done. Start focusing on next year. I don't know what's happening in a draft, how many assets they have or don't have, but it can also improve your, your position next year. And I know there's so many things that's involved in that. The NBA is crazy. They're trading first overall picks and number one draft picks from five years from now, six years from now. So I have no clue what's happening there, but it can improve your positioning for next year or the years to come. So what they should do is tank, throw in the towel, and focus on next year. LeBron, just go sit in ice right now. As an athlete, I'm very disappointed <laughs> in that take. Uh, I'm very disappointed in that I take that before. you want them to go out there and just say, yeah, we're not going to compete Let me tell you today. what I did as an athlete before. Screw it. Like I said with, with Lamar Jackson. Uh, the Denver Broncos was playing with the money. It wasn't the, the, the Denver Broncos. It was Josh McDaniels. And we had one more game left in the season. I want to. You and, owe me look, money every time you say Josh McDaniels. You know how rich I'm going to be at the end of this show? <laughs> oh, it's business, man. Yeah, the game is fun. I love catching touchdowns. I love. I, I wish I was still out there. But at the end of the day, you got to be able to put that to the side and say, look, my body's on the line. So you got to make some decisions that make that may be uncomfortable for you or make other people uncomfortable. This isn't a regular uh, uh, field of business. Like, you can do this for 30, 40 years. You got to play games. The same thing in boxing. In boxing, you got Floyd Mayweather. Oh, my goodness. Look how he's being strategic. He's not taking this fight and that fight. The same thing with Tank. Tank is not doing this. Tank is not doing that. Look, this dude is trying to figure out how do I maximize, maximize my career earnings. That is the game in professional sports. All this other stuff, come on, throw it out the window. You can go play in a rec league if you just want to play for the love of the game. We're talking about maximizing our career earnings. That's the name of pro sports. My God. Clip that, take that, post that. <laughs> Come on, Corey, we got transition. All right, all right, all right. So so you mentioned it at the top of the show, right? It was a big night for the Suns and KD last night, right? So he debuted, and in his first game, he dropped 23 points, went 10 for 15 from the field. But what was very impressive was that he did that in only 27 minutes. 
Um, but another stat line to point out too, Devin Booker, he had 37 points, six rebounds, seven assists. So my question for you guys, right factor foolish, Devin Booker would benefit more than KD from the New Look Suns. Mm. Foolish. Mm, go deeper. I think that Kevin Durant's going to benefit more than Devin Booker will. I think Kevin Durant is going to be in a situation where he does not have to do everything. I think if you look at the Nets, whenever Kyrie was playing, it was a great time for Kevin Durant because you weren't solely relying on him to score. But in a lot of those times, remember, Kyrie and Kevin Durant only had a certain amount of games that they played together. So when you talk about playing with a Devin Booker, who Kyrie has, I mean, Kevin Durant has already come out and said, it's great to play with someone who loves the game like Devin Booker, who's dedicated to the game like Devin Booker. It's great to go ahead and not have to rely solely on your own skill set to win games. I think they're going to be a great tandem together, and it's going to be beneficial to Kevin Durant's health and longevity in this league and in his career to play with someone like Devin Booker, who's starting to approach his prime in the very beginning of his prime, who's going to be able to do what he's able to do night in and night out and not have to put so much usage on Kevin Durant. And you're going to see a fresher, healthier version of him in the playoffs. You're going to see a fresher, healthy version of him come next season. And if they can keep them together and also all the other role players around them, it is going to be beneficial to Kevin Durant's career as a whole. Yeah. uh, So the question again, can we throw the question up there? Um, Pretty please. There we go. Devin Booker will benefit more than KD from the new look sons. Fact or foolish? Devin Booker will benefit more. See, I'm a slow blinker. I'm going to say here, (laughs) Ashley and and Corey from the cut, um, foolish. I think KD benefits more. I think KD benefits more because he's aging. He's older. Devin Booker. You just going to steal my point? Huh? You just going to steal my point? Oh, yeah, damn. (laughs) That might might be right. But but I'm coming from a different, you know, a different space, though, with it. You know, and I'm saying that because um, just two years ago, they would have won. Right, they would have. Chris won. Paul didn't get hurt. Right. Okay. Like Devin Booker, man, did he not look like Kobe out there? Yeah, that mid-range. It was like how special. he was scoring the ball. It was like from anywhere, everywhere, off this foot, that foot. Like the dude was dynamic. So like, he's he's in line, okay, in the right situation to go get it done. So I think that uh, you know, obviously stealing your point, taking more from of your point, mm-hmm. um, KD, you like look. He needs him more than Devin needs him. So, fact. Foolish. 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 Mm -hmm. Foolish. Okay. Here we go. All right. All right. Last one, guys. Giannis will win three NBA titles by the end of his career. Fact or foolish? Foolish. Foolish. Giannis will not win uh, three NBA titles. We talked about it just a few segments ago or a few minutes ago. The parody in the NBA. The parody in just pro sports today. Right? Like, any team can win it. Ashley, you said, I think, a day or two ago, highlighting all the other NBA teams that are just coming out of nowhere having successful seasons. So I like Giannis, but it's just going to be tough for him uh, to win two more. And, and don't forget, what Giannis is in, what, year 10, I believe? He's getting older. He's getting older. Mm, 10? No. I, isn't it year, like, I mean, someone fact check it. Isn't it six, five, six? It's not ten. There's no way it's ten. I don't know. I'm not that old. Fact or foolish? Um, I'm gonna go. Fact. Yeah. Wow. 
Thank you. Dang, how old can, can am I? Get, I? Can, I get a two, can I get a two shot right now? Can how I get my old am I? That was like some awkward time. time. <laughs> give me a two, give me a two shot time right now. Time is flying. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I'm going to go. I'm on the fence. If I don't think he wins three. And I don't think he wins two more. He already has one. I don't think he wins two more in Milwaukee. I think if he's willing to go elsewhere and team and team up with somebody else, i.e. LeBron and the big three, mm. or I think it's feasible. Um, I don't know if he wins another one in Milwaukee with the way that this team is currently constructed. You can make an argument that his best chance to win another one is this season. Right now, they're at the top of the standings in the Eastern Conference. They've won 15, 16 games in a row. If they can go ahead and keep that – Long, if they can keep that trajectory, there's a good chance that this may be the year he can get it done. But Chris Middleton, I mean, that's something that is is concerning. Um, so yeah, I, I don't even know how they. That was lucky. I don't pull that one off. To even to win that one, hell, it was a toenail away from not being in. And how are you gonna go out there and make fun of KD? Man, you got lucky that year. It was a joke. He didn't even write it. <laughs> I know, it. I know, but still though, he man. The basketball I, I think, gods was I all think, over him, man. I, I'll say this. I think Giannis can win two more in this in the NBA in his career, but I don't think it's going to happen in Milwaukee. Um, he's going to have to go elsewhere unless Milwaukee does a full-blown rehaul and brings every amount of talent possible to the Bucks for him. He's going to have to go elsewhere to win another one. His best chance to do it again is this year. Well, he had an opportunity to leave Milwaukee, and one of the reasons why he didn't leave Milwaukee it's because he's a lot like Dame Lillard. He lives and stand on principle. But he has and said he before. And what he said is, I'm not doing that. And, then, and then, yeah, it's a joke. But look, there's a lot of truth in jokes, right? Oh, KD, let me show you how to build your own team. You can't go out there and say something like that and then but, say, oh, you know, three years from now, four years from now, I'm going to go over here to L.A. or I'm going to go over here to Dallas and play with Luka so I can get me another championship. I think this dude is having fun. I think he's fulfilled. And like your boy, what the Joker say? I am not meant for this game. <laughs> no, but I will say this. I think that Giannis did say all those things true, but he has also said in various instances when they've asked him about his forever in Milwaukee, he has been honest and said, I don't know if it's forever. It's right now. Okay. So he's won there. He's shown that he was loyal and he's shown that he was going to bring a championship to Milwaukee. Like he promised he did that. He made good on his promise, but he has also said, I don't know if it's forever. Well, that's good. So, I don't know if it's forever. So we'll I'm, play that. I'm not for this game. What did he say? No, Jokic said they asked him in the in the <laughs> NBA if he cared about getting drafted in the All-Star game. He said, I would not draft myself either. I am not meant for this game. <laughs> Listen, shout out to Celsius, one of our partners, uh, giving us, you know, just a great platform, a brand to work off of to keep our show going. Um, you know, when you bet on yourself, it takes a whole lot to get things going and keep things going. So thank you, Celsius. And I had a lot of energy today. Like was, you drank all that already? I drank it all, but it was like, and thank you guys. Um, every day the numbers are going up. It's not about the numbers. It's about the content and us doing what we love, what we're passionate about. Um, but keep rocking with us. Keep coming back. We have a lot in store for you. We'll continue to grow in the, into this show. We'll continue to work through some of you know, the, the difficulties that you have and any network may have uh, launching something new, right? So this is new for us, streaming live Monday through Thursday uh, right here on YouTube. Um, continue to jump in the chat. Give us your feedbacks. 
Uh, one of the things that we don't want to deal with is jerks and trolls because we're trolls and jerks ourselves sometimes. <laughs> now I'm just messing around. If you want to be a jerk and a troll, you can be a jerk and a troll uh, and continue to come back. We love you and we appreciate y'all. Until next time, peace. Peace.